G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, just earlier this week, you might have caught the news story on billionaire mogul Elon Musk and his controversial company Neuralink successfully implanting a computer chip into the brain of a human subject for the very first time. That, of course, might be linked with the most recent gathering of the World Economic Forum. And while there are lots of conspiracy theories that surround the World Economic Forum, sometimes it's good to focus on some of the main players that seem to guide and shape the philosophies of the WEF. Bill Muhlenberg's been reflecting on one of those players, Yuval Noah Harari. And Bill Muhlenberg, back with us for another great year ahead on 2020. Bill, a special welcome back to 2020. It's great to be with you once again. Bill, this name comes up in conversation quite frequently, and my suspicion is that there's not a lot of people who really know some of the background or some of the philosophies of this character, Yuval Noah Harari, but he seems to be a very influential voice in the world today, and especially via this World Economic Forum. What are your thoughts on this uh, what some call a conspiracy theorist. Oh, well, uh, many of your listeners would know of the WEF, the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab. I'm sure we've talked about all three over the years. Um, and yeah, they've just met again in Switzerland, as they do. Uh, get a bunch of fairly wealthy uh, elites flying on their private jets to Davos, Switzerland, uh, to talk about how the world is going to uh, pieces and, you know, we all need to cut back, right? We need to stop eating meat and maybe have a diet of insects, give up our gas-guzzling cars, our petrol-run lawnmowers, even our gas stoves, give it all up in the interests of saving the planet. Of course, none of these elites are have any... Uh, the slightest desire or willingness to do that, and they'll fly back after a few days at their jab fest. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, Harari is probably, you could say, the right-hand man or at least the intellectual heavyweight that has so often been at the uh, WEF meetings. He's written a lot of books, mind you, bestsellers. Uh, he's a philosopher, a historian, a futurist, um, uh, happens to be a homosexual as well and an atheist. And I suppose last and not least, we could say he's an Israeli professor. Now your listeners again would tend to think, oh, well, if he's from Israel, he's got to be pretty good, but we know not everyone is, uh, a lot of atheists, sadly, live in Israel, a lot of secularists in Israel, so not all spiritual and devout Jews who live in Israel. So he would be an obvious candidate of one of those who is 
hardly, uh, you know, has much to uh, reflect when it comes to his own uh, roots, his own uh, Hebrew faith. So, yeah, he's very popular. A lot of books, as I say, has a lot of influence, certainly a lot of influence with Schwab and his gang. And so I thought, well, it's time I, at least, uh, you know, others have written about him, obviously. So I've done the same, mainly in the form of just a lot of quotes, right? Quotes from his speeches at Davos, quotes from his books, podcasts, and so on. And when you put a few of these together, oh, well, it's kind of scary stuff. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist. You can just read what he said, and, uh, you know, there it is. Well, I've had a look through your latest blog on Yuval Noah Harari, and you seem to focus, Bill, on what I think is population. And we know that the population of the world continues to grow. Just recently, we just burst through the 27 million mark for our Australian population, but the world's population is growing, and when we think population, we're thinking people, aren't we? And uh, people who are created in the image of God. For someone who's an atheist evolutionist, and the way that he thinks, he's thinking of people as statistics. Now, you've reflected a number of his comments. I wonder uh, how they might reflect the way the things that we are hearing out of the World Economic Forum may be shaped by this sort of thinking. Yeah, well, it's quite common, as you say, for these kind of folks to dwell on so-called overpopulation issues. We got too many people. We need to radically cut back. We got to cull the human race. Otherwise, we're all doomed, right? So whether it's of the are always in it, the WEF function. Ari or Schwab or all the others, they always go on and on about, yep, too many people. And in part, that's why Harari is so excited, it seems, about transhumanism. In fact, he said once this is going to be the last generation of Homo sapiens. And for him, it seems to be good news. We'll have new uh, people, uh, enhanced people, you know, more robotic or AI or computer generated than actual humans. And again, the Elon Musk uh, thing that you mentioned with the brain uh, implant, the chip going in the brain. Wow, the, you know, this is not science fiction. This is now happening. And guys like Harari are fully in favor, it seems. Sure, sometimes you're not quite sure. Is he describing things as a futurist or is he prescribing things? But it seems pretty clear. He's, he's really kind of excited about where we're going. This is the way to go. And that's one way to deal with things like the supposed uh, overpopulated planet that we live on. You also draw some attention to his thoughts on human rights and what the likes of an Harari might think about what human rights might mean compared to what we as Christian believers might recognize as human rights. Any thoughts here? Yeah, well, his earlier books certainly have uh, written on that matter, so I've quoted some of that. But just recently, I think like in the last week, uh, an older video of his is just uh, surfaced, so you can now find it all over on the uh, internet. I've quoted from it, got a link on my article, but yeah, he's saying more of what he had said. Basically, uh, human beings do not have human rights. Well, he's an atheist, right? 
So there is no God. Where would you get human rights from anyways? As you say, the evolutionary thing doesn't exactly give rise to things like human dignity and respect and human rights. It's kind of a dog-eat-dog world. Eat or be eaten. Uh, so he came out again just this recently saying, you know, jellyfish and woodpeckers, they don't have human rights and neither do homo sapiens. So that's just how it is. I mean, it sounds nice, he says, to think we do have human rights, but we don't. You have to get used to it. Uh, we live in a material world. You can't smell, taste, touch human rights. So, you know, it's off the agenda. So again, the atheist worldview of him coming through loud and clear and has some pretty ugly uh, repercussions and implications for who we are as people and how we should treat one another. And this atheist evolutionist idea uh, and human rights, uh, not about equality, uh, but about really a survival of the fittest. Uh, thoughts mm. here on some of the things he's been reflecting on? Yeah, well, again, this is another one of those areas some people could say, oh, he's simply describing what he thinks is coming and not saying this is a good thing. But it seems to me the more you read him and listen to him, he, he actually does think it's a good thing. So on the one hand, he warns about uh, uh, elites that will take over uh, – you know, totalitarian elites, and this is where, if we're not careful, we'll head. And yet, well, look at him. What does he do? He hangs around with probably the most totalitarian yet intellectually respectable elites on the planet, right? The Davos gang, the Great Reset Mob, Schwab, WEF, all the people that come there year in and year out. Uh, telling us we have to call the planet, we need more uh, trust in science and technology, we got to run to a transhumanism. So it seems to me he's pushing elitism as much as anybody, and he seems quite happy about it. In which case, well, once again, when you have elites looking down on the mere masses, in fact, he's written about what he called useless humans, those who are no longer really productive in their work, uh, you know, they don't have uh, what it takes to get by. So he says maybe we can just keep them busy playing uh, computer games and the like. Not a very good view of the masses, and the elites usually never do have a good view. So, yeah, that's the agenda he's pushing. That's the WEF agenda that's being pushed, and it's something we need to take seriously because, again, when you got – billionaires like Bill Gates and all the others coming in, pushing this, hobnobbing with politicians and others. Uh, that's the direction much of the West is heading, and it doesn't look very promising at all. Uh, let me bring you back to uh, some initial thoughts we started with, and Elon Musk and his brain implants that happened earlier on this week, and contributing to this aspiration uh, that we're talking about, and transhumanism being something of an aspiration for a future where, uh, you know, man and machine combined, and then uh, who needs man, just the machines. Let me just ask you about that, uh, Bill, and what sort of reflection you've noted from Yuval Noah Harari. Well, it's Genesis, what, 10 and 11 and 12 and some of those chapters, certainly uh, tow uh, Tower of Babel uh, story. First, we had the list of nations described. 
and then coming together to become as God and to reach up to the heavens. So God takes pretty fast action on that one, uh, dividing the people and their languages. So it's always this push to become like God, uh, to transcend boundaries, boundaries that God placed on us, certainly in a fallen world, the search for immortality, right? So they're futurists who are looking at the future, but they're speaking of a transhuman future, right? It'll be the end probably of humans as we know them, but we can still obtain immortality uh, without the help of God, right? He even talks often about the Bible and God and, you know, in the past how you obtained immortality, uh, you, well, get right with God, have a relationship with him. We know that's bunk, he would tell us. Now we can become immortal on our own, by our own technological means, by our own post-human future. So it's the same old desire, uh, and I guess if you're an atheist and, you know, you think, I'm just, what, living 70 years and that's it, or can I live forever? So it's a dream Certainly the atheists would have and many others, but it's a dream that, uh, well, it's doomed to fail, we know, right? God is the only source of our eternal life, and if we're not plugged into God through Christ, we won't have it. We'll end up going in the wrong direction, mind you. So it's uh, it's uh, this failed dream, which, well, really was even back earlier in Genesis in the garden, right? to become his God, to have knowledge like God. That's what blew it with our first parents. And people are still trying to do the same thing today, trying to become his God and know everything God knows, but without God, sorry, doesn't work. Well, the future looks like tyranny ruling and the risks of ruling artificial intelligence. Again, that's tyranny and and a world where no human rights exist. Bill, just let me ask you here, because lots of us have enjoyed uh, science fiction over the years, and uh, we've thought the growth of technology and all of this is going to be a wonderful thing for mankind, and no doubt there'll be a, a fabulous, a wonderful contribution that this technology is going to have. But for the Christian believer here, uh, there's something that we need to do to navigate the way forward, and I guess that means not losing sight of the creator who actually gives us value, purpose, and human rights. Any final thoughts from you on that? Yeah, well, it's a two-edged sword, as we know, technology and the new technologies, whether robotics or AI or just everything, uh, genetic engineering. Uh, it can be used for good or ill. And, uh, you know, well, you've got glasses on. They're pretty handy to have. In fact, you got a computer and a microphone and speakers. All this is the stuff of technology. So we can use it for God and his glory. But there's a lot of other darker things. Uh, Elon Musk is funny. We've talked about him already, right, on many areas. He's kind of good, kind of conservative. He often challenges the woke agenda items, whether it's the trans agenda or you name it. So in that sense, uh, Musk is kind of good, but here, as we say, Neuralink, his push for the transhumanist future, his tinkering with human beings, including chips and the brain, uh, that's where the technology gets scary. That's where the vision and the science and the, even the optimism for the future can become quite uh, grim and scary indeed. So uh well, by the way, I've, I think I've said this before. I pray for guys like Musk every day. 
Uh, wouldn't it be neat if he did become a Christian? You know, he could keep taking on the woke agenda, but maybe give up some of his transhumanist agenda. So let's pray for Musk and others in this area. If you're keen, you know, the Bill Gates of the world, the Zuckerbergs of the world, all the other tech giants and, you know, media giants, we got to pray for them as well. They've had a lot of influence, often for bad. So it'd be neat if they got saved and had some influence for good. Uh, Well, some great insight today, Bill, on some of the thinking around what's going on in the World Economic Forum and on one of those key identities, Yuval Noah Harari. And for listeners who want to read some more about what Bill Muhlenberg has gleaned from the writings of Yuval Noah Harari, you can find Bill's latest article at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch. Just one word. Bill Muhlenberg, wonderful getting your insights as always. Thanks so much for another great one today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.